0: The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DiPietro Show. Preferred towing. They also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and the 70s. Maybe you have one that's just sitting in your garage, you know, maybe the last 10, whatever number of years. Keep saying someday you're going to restore it. Call for a fair offer today, 401 725-8500, 725-8500, Preferred Towing and Recovery, online at preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. Again, they specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. Well, it's the John DePietro Show, folks. We're going to continue to follow. Yesterday, I knew it was a significant day. That's why we carried the president's speech. I recognize today everyone is criticizing what happened. Listen, it was difficult to watch what happened. What you saw happen yesterday is a built up of frustration of people who have not been getting getting straight answers, who've done everything they're supposed to do. Go to the ballot box, right? Vote. Get involved. They do all those things. And then you have people that play it fast and loose with the truth. They don't give proper answers. that don't give transparency. And after a while, people push back. Now, just like, you know, so many of you. I, I didn't like seeing that yesterday. But you have to understand the anger. These are people that they support the president. And the president was an outsider. And the president came in, and you have 75 million people voted for the president. They can't get any answers. We know here in Rhode Island, Nellie Gobia, the secretary of state, completely went outside the law, put off, put together a fraudulent election. The media, a complete lack of, uh, of curiosity about it. How about all summer long, we watched every major city under attack, and what would we hear? Well, the majority of them were peaceful protesters. Well, yesterday, the majority of them were peaceful protesters. How many people actually were inside the Capitol doing damage? Well, when you look at, there were, what, half a million people there, and maybe there were 10 to 20 people that were involved. I mean, you're talking less than 1%, 1% of 1%, if that if you want to play that game where was the outrage over the summer one thing i know what happened was an unarmed female was shot and killed yesterday by capitol police and there were a lot of police on the scene that needs to be examined you know yesterday didn't have to happen but you have to step back and say well where did this anger come from why do people feel that the elections are not done fairly and they're not And now the whole thing is skirted under the rug. All these people that are coming out and condemning the actions, where were they all summer? What about when the federal courthouse was under attack in uh, Portland? What about, again, all our major cities were destroyed. New York destroyed. Wisconsin destroyed. Providence still hasn't recovered from the riot back in June. And what would we hear? Oh, you know, a couple bad apples, but people have the right to protest. Well, yesterday, a woman was shot and killed. And she was one of the protesters, an army, 14-year army veteran, Air Force. She was there from San Diego. Why? She was a Trump supporter. She believes in the process. She went there to Washington, show her support for the president. Folks, this has to go both ways. People are asking me, you know, do I think it's the beginning or the end? I think it's the beginning. And the way that President Trump has been treated, trying to get simple answers, and they play fast and loose with the truth. Frustration builds. No one wanted to see yesterday happen. Of course not. It was terrible. I've been to so many different rallies. They've been peaceful rallies. That's a big thing with the Trump rallies. Have always traditionally been peaceful. But to what end? And then at what point? Where does that get you? You know what the all the Trump supporters watched all summer that uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter and these defund the police protesters. They'd make a lot of noise and they would uh, cause destruction and violence. And guess what? They got their way. So they were sending a message. This is how you get things done. And what did they do then? You know, they took the election. Now, I don't know what happened with the national election, but I know, know in Rhode Island, I don't believe that 520,000 votes were cast and we can't even get proper information to go through the voter rolls to find out after a while, people get fed up, people get tired, people start to take matters into their own hands. And that's what you saw happen yesterday. We're going to have a lot more to say about it right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110 for MEGA, MEGA, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. 336 2110 508 336 2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair.
1: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Atchels at Avast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovas.com.
0: we in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272- 3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence folks as you're riding along you just never know you could be dealing with a drunk driver someone not paying attention how about the people texting and driving if you ever damage your vehicle call west fountain auto body 401 272 3340 several reasons one they'll handle everything for you two they're going to work for you not the insurance company And three, they'll make your car, it'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body, call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police fill out a police report if the tow truck shows up tell them let's get this vehicle over to west fountain 401-272-3340 you're listening to the john DePetro show folks weekdays we start on 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 FM. you can always listen online at the website com. joining me right now he is our legal analyst one of our island's top attorneys it is tim Dodd. And Tim, let's start off a very eventful uh, day in Washington. And there was talk that it was time to uh, call in the 25th Amendment, move forward towards that. Uh, A lot of moving parts regarding the actions that took place yesterday in D.C. Let's start off with this, um, these calls for the 25th Amendment, if you don't mind.
2: Yes, we, we talked about this maybe a year ago when, um, this topic came up and it's really as ridiculous now as it was then. The 25th Amendment came into being um, when a series of presidents had to undergo general anesthesia and could not really, um, while hospitalized, uh, execute the powers of their office. It happened with Dwight Eisenhower. It happened with um, President Reagan. It happened with uh, George W. Bush. And the 25th Amendment was started for that purpose, for a temporary transfer of power in the first instance. The the, the amendment also has language about what if there's a true um, mental or physical infirmity that prevents the president from um, executing um, the obligations of his office on a longer-term basis. The classic example when this should have been um, utilized, but it didn't exist, was when Woodrow Wilson had a major uh, incapacitating stroke. They kept it secret. His wife ex- uh, discharged a lot of the duties of the office and they kept it kind of on the down low. But Wilson was clearly incapable for much of his you know, later presidency of performing the job. That was also one of the reasons for this coming into um, effect. The 25th Amendment, John, states simply in one of its provisions, separate and apart from uh, temporary hospitalization or undergoing anesthesia, that um, if vice president and a majority of cabinet feel that the president is incapacitated, the vice president and a majority of the cabinet officials send that notification to uh, the president pro tem of the Senate and the speaker of the House. That would trigger the president being stripped of his powers. However, the president can, I believe, within four days, respond saying, no, I am fit. There's no incapacity. I'm good to go. At that point, the president gets his power back. Thereafter, if the vice president and a majority of the cabinet still feel that he is uh, he or she is incapacitated, it goes back to the Congress where to officially remove the president permanently, there has to be a supermajority, two-thirds vote of both the House and the Senate to remove the president. And once that's triggered, once, the, if the president says I want it back, I'm okay. Vice president and majority of the cabinet say no, you're not. The Congress, House and Senate supermajority, have to act within 21 days. So it's a very fast track situation. Uh, people may not like what uh, the president is doing, uh, challenging the election results, um, rallying his base of support perhaps speaking in a manner which is um, ill-advised, but none of that would rise to the level of a president being incapacitated to be mentally impaired. You can go on any of the talking head shows and they can bring on shrinks who will say that he's incapacitated. Any any psychiatrist that provides that opinion is really speaking recklessly because having you know never... Um, reviewed the president's medical records or done an examination of the president to provide these armchair opinions is a little bit irresponsible. Mm -hmm. And John, the further problem is you go on certain media platforms, television and print media, and they know what the 25th Amendment says. I'm sure that they know what it says. Right. But they misreport it intentionally. Mm. They misreport it as if the, pre- if the vice president and a majority of the cabinet find that the president is unfit, they send a no- the, the notification to the speaker and the president pro tem, and the president's removed, mm. full stop. Yep. They don't go on to say he can get it back by just saying I'm still competent. And they don't go on to say what has to happen with the super majorities in both houses. Right. So it's a little bit of disingenuous reporting to make it seem like it's a real uh, possibility. When as a practical matter, it's never going to happen. Uh, the president's only in office for two more weeks. It would be symbolic and it would be a way to try to um, hurt uh, Donald Trump if he were ever to run for office again, which who knows at this point, um, you see that um, what's occurring with the media is um, laying the foundation to make it unlikely that the president could attempt to come back saying he's mentally incapacitated, he's fermenting um, an insurrection against the government and everything else. But as far as the 25th Amendment, it's never going to happen. Now, fast forward a couple of years, if Joe Biden were to continue to exhibit some of the mental um, anomalies that he seems to uh, present from time to time, yep. you know, careful what you wish for. They, right. they, they might trot out the 25th Amendment and try to get him out, um, rightly or wrongly. Um, this is a slippery, dangerous slope when without any medical basis, people start throwing around the 25th Amendment. It's, it's, it's as dangerous and reckless as the presumed conduct that they're trying to pin on the president.
0: Tim, do you think could the president or uh, even Rudy Giuliani, could they face any legal consequences as a result of yesterday? Of, you know, you're giving a speech and we're all going to go down to the Capitol and then the people did go to the Capitol and then they stormed inside the Capitol.
2: Well, if you're fermenting ins- an insurrection against the government um, in 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 your wildest extrapolation, I guess you could consider it treasonous if you're if you're fermenting an uprising against the government. I don't think that's what the president was doing. He had his loyal supporters there to try to urge their um, senators to uh, be bold and to take the action that the president thought would be the appropriate bold action. Obviously, a, a small minority of senators chose to take up the cause, but um, it, it was a doomed mission from the start in terms of what the Senate was, you know, Ted Cruz and a few others were trying to accomplish. Um, it was symbolic. I think they were trying to prove a point. It was never something that was going to succeed, but, um, you know, the president would tell his supporters, be bold, be brave. But he didn't say, go storm the Capitol and break in and smash windows um, that. You know, the, the media will say, well, the president's speech was full of dog whistles for his supporters to do just that. But if you look at the transcript of his speech, I don't think the language is sufficient to say he was fomenting um An insurrection against the government, or fermenting a riot um, in 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 storming the Capitol building. Um, I don't think cooler heads would suggest that that's what he was doing. Um, You could interpret it that way, but he didn't say the words.
0: A uh, an unarmed protester was shot and killed, and they believe it was Capitol Police. Now, you know, people are posting. Well, you know, she went inside the building, but. What about that, Tim? Tim Dodd.
2: Well, mean, you, I, yeah. she's
0: a 14-year uh, veteran, four tour I think four tours of of, of Iraq. And all right, so she's at the Capitol, and it's a public building, and they they did kind of go inside, but suddenly she's unarmed. Lethal force, deadly force used on her.
2: Yes, John. And this is a very odd situation. And I would presume—I don't know, but I would presume that the Capitol building is wired a million ways to Sunday with technology, with video, with surveillance, with anything you can think of. Um, in all of these situations where police have been shooting people um, under questionable circumstances, there's been an outcry from the public and from the media. Where's the, where's the body cam footage? Where's the video? We wanna see the evidence. Um, I so far haven't heard any hue and cry from any quarter, maybe the Democrats in the House or the Senate or the the mainstream media saying, what the heck happened? How did this woman unarmed wind up getting shot? Uh, what were the circumstances? Where's the video? Where's the witnesses? Um, Whoever did the shooting would have been debriefed after written out a statement as to what happened. Where is it? Um, Why is it nothing coming out yet? Um, where's the calls for an investigation into that? We don't know what happened. We don't know what she did that might've been provocative, but it seems like these people um, broke through security. The Capitol police um, broke into the Capitol building, smashing windows, forcing doors opened. Um, but what you can only Conjecture and speculate what she might have done to provoke one of the Capitol police officers shooting her and killing her, um, that should precipitate an investigation. And depending on the circumstances, just like a lot of these municipal police officers around the country are getting charged with murder, charged with manslaughter, suspended, you know, charged, maybe the facts warrant it, maybe the facts don't warrant it. But this is something that needs to get the full attention of law enforcement to see exactly what happened here. It's a tragic situation. We don't know yet if it was justified or not, but it's very peculiar.
0: Yeah. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more ahead with Attorney Tim Dodd right here on The John DiPietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801. MEGA, MEGA professionals, 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work, you need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA Professionals help you find the workers. MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801.
1: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
0: While the pandemic rages on. You need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the queen of health. 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, Teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy. And children's vitamins, 1099 Menden Rodin, Cumberland. You can call her at 401 305 Thirty-five eighty-five. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. Ten ninety-nine, Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with Attorney Tim Dot. Tim, the uh, Rhode Island U.S. Attorney issued a statement that they are going to be looking for and prosecuting any people from Rhode Island that traveled to uh, D.C. yesterday. Um, the, the wording is, you know, basically, uh, send out the message. If you traveled to DC to be part of what happened, that you could face charges. I I just don't recall that ever happening all summer long into the fall. we had all these protests, people from Rhode Island would go sometimes to some of these demonstrations and there'd be all these arrests. Um, what can you tell us about that statement put out by the Rhode Island us attorney?
2: I think that this statement is appropriate for all events of this type. The the thing that brings it into question is that it's only a statement which is invoked with the strongest terms regarding participants in this particular demonstration. No other demonstration. No other demonstration in Providence where buildings have been burned, stores have been looted, or folks from Rhode Island going to other jurisdictions to participate in similar events. The one difference here is when, you know, rioters and looters um, for whatever their cause, you know, Antifa, BLM or the like are are doing what they're doing, they're not doing it on federal property. The difference with this case, in which might have precipitated Aaron Wiseman's uh, warning or statement is when these individuals storm the Capitol building, these are now all federal offenses that they are subjecting themselves to prosecution for. It's not like the Providence police are gonna be arresting people who are rioting downtown. This is federal. And as we know from past discussions, when you get charged with federal crimes, um, usually the sanctions are much stiffer and the prosecutions can be much more zealous and it's more difficult to plea bargain your way out of situations so this is federal crimes which probably precipitated this federal response from the US attorney's office it's it's also curious to me you you hear media reports well these weren't all Trump supporters well there could have been some you know antifa people um, uh, peppered in there to surreptitiously to help create this scene. Well, all of these people are inside the Capitol building. I don't know if every person who breached the entrance was arrested. I believe I've seen reports that only about 32 people wound up getting arrested. That number might increase, but you got all these people in there. It should be pretty easy to identify who they are, where they're from, and look at their background. Do these people have a history of being involved in other protests? The 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 group was certainly a different composition than the folks we saw rioting all all summer. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a different apparent group of individuals. Um, But who are they? Where do they come from? Are they really the Trump people or is there some speculation that they might have been, you know, uh, in there under cover of a false flag, if you will, for a different organization that they support? I don't know. We don't know any of this yet, but that all has to be looked into as well. I, I mean, I think the facts are going to show that these were mostly Trump supporters and the most you know, voracious, radical Trump supporters, and there's no place for what they did. It's clearly wrong. It's as wrong as what was happening all summer, but the condemnation should be even handed as well. Yeah. I mean, you didn't hear the condemnation in the strong terms that's coming out from all quarters regarding what happened here versus what was happening all summer. And they're both wrong and neither should be tolerated. And I think that folks who distrust the media and distrust the election and distrust what's happened um, in a lot of instances in the treatment that Donald Trump has gotten, the disparate reaction, I think, just reinforces in those who think the president has been unfairly treated um, The reaction by politicians and the, you know, newspaper class of editorials would reinforce for those most voracious Trump supporters that there is a double standard and um, that it's not an even playing field. Um, Whether that's a correct assessment or not, um, there's certainly enough optics which would lead true believers to think that's the case.
0: Hey, all summer, we saw in Portland, that federal courthouse was under attack. Uh, You never saw press releases, Tim Dodd, about, you know, all the, I mean, let's face it, all the protests in the major cities, was Atlanta, New York City, or Wisconsin, or Minnesota. Minnesota, they burned a police station to the ground. Yesterday was one politician after another falling over themselves. They weren't even mentioning the woman that was fatally unarmed, shot and killed. They were all just talking about the protesters that, all right. So broken windows. Back in May, they broke windows at the Rhode Island State House, and so no one ever said anything about it was held accountable. It I mean <clears throat> excuse me, to me it totally seems like a double standard.
2: Yes, and you're right. In in Oregon, they were trying for weeks the the protesters to gain entrance to a federal courthouse. They were firing fireworks at it. They were oh, yeah. throwing rocks and bottles and Molotov cocktails at it. Nightly. I mean, and in Oregon, they also uh, it was an Antifa style group. They didn't call themselves Antifa. They took over a whole city block and said, "This is now our territory. We're not going to be right. part part of Oregon yes. anymore." And yeah. the cops sat around Chad. saying, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah. Um, the We're other thing that's on. also yep. the, the this this massing of Trump supporters had to be anticipated by the local DC cops and by the Capitol police. Clearly the mayor was trying to stay ahead of the curve, um, limiting access to hotel rooms, um, beefing up the uh, Metro police presence on the streets. It seems like knowing that you were going to have an angry crowd there, that something should have been done proactively um, by the Capitol police to beef up their manpower to prevent such a thing from happening. It seems like, you know, if this is, if, if bad actors are watching our news media um, and they're observing what it takes to breach the entranceway to our Capitol building, um, it didn't seem all that tricky and that's not a good signal to send out to the world. It's, Curious that there was not more of a police presence, however obtained, to make sure this type of thing did not happen. It seemed almost too easy for them to breach the entrance,
0: yeah, and there were just so many of them Tim uh just uh, a couple of things um any other thoughts or i mean the whole thing was supposed to be that Pence was supposed to step up and announce that the president in fact won the election and toss it to him. I mean none of that happened because the whole thing was disrupted, they believed the chambers, but any other uh, thoughts or legal uh, element of this about yesterday?
2: Well, you know, the president um, has been yakking all week that Mike Pence has to man up and he's got (laughs) to take the bull by the horn. Right. I mean, Mike Pence um, is not a, is not a rash, reckless person. He's the most measured, you know, you can tell he thinks before he speaks yeah, um, he's pretty cautious in terms of it seems to me what he's willing to commit to or what he's willing to say. The thought that he was going to do as Donald Trump <laughs> asked was never going to happen. And you know, the president, I don't, I don't think that he's twenty-fifth Amendment material, but he's clearly um, doing things which will harm his short-term and long-term legacy and will harm his chances if he ever thought he might want to come back, let's say, in 2024 to run again. The notion that um, these senators would go in and flip the results from Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Nevada, and Wisconsin, it was never going to happen. Oh, by the way, Georgia, but uh, Kelly Loeffler had an epiphany after the riots and said that She was not going to be the supporter of um, an attempt to discuss uh, overturning or um, superseding the certified election results in Georgia. Um, She found a way to flip on that and not do what she had committed to do. But it was always going to be a fool's errand. All of the claims that had been made and all of the litigation that had been brought had been summarily dismissed, whether the allegations in the complaints were erroneous, whether the wrong theories were utilized to try to to flip election results, none of it worked. So for Ted Cruz and others to say, well, we're the last bastion. And if local state legislatures are asking us to um, supersede and reject the certified elect- electors um we've got to be the last backstop I-, I think that's an argument which was never going to hold water uh, ted cruz was way out front on that i can only presume that ted cruz is trying to um become the heir apparent to the trump loyalists if trump leaves the scene or you know is um run out of town and ignored after this whole election cycle. I think the folks who are up there um, uh, supporting the Trump position that the election results have to be overturned one way or another are doing it in part for um, um, selfish reasons. I think that Marco Rubio, I think Ted Cruz and others who are doing this want to try to capture that trump um populist uh, voter appeal Um, and i think that's pretty tough to um, try to replicate or become the heir apparent to what donald trump has very uniquely done in the history of american politics i'm not sure any of these guys could fill in step in and fill their shoes
0: folks quick break a lot more attorney tim dodd right here on the John DiPietro Show. RE Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. RE Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's RE Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. For plumbing, heating, and cooling, from winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time, from service calls to maintenance agreements to installation. R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customer service and satisfaction a top priority, as they say. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562.
1: It's Coogs. It's R-E Coogan and Heating. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchels at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovas.com.
0: What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly? Or maybe you have problems with it. I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 401- 710 7096. Easy to remember Ryan's Appliance Repair 401 710 7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan 401 710 7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts, and labor. Senior citizens' discounts are available, and Saturday appointments are available. Come on. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 96. We're speaking with Attorney Tim Dodd. Now, Tim, there's still going to be some fallout from everything that's happened since Election Day, and especially it would seem that uh, high-profile attorney Sidney Powell, I mean, it sounds like she's going to be uh, busy because there are going to be ramifications for some of the accusations that they've made. Well,
2: yes, she's finding herself a defendant in uh, a growing number of lawsuits, mostly uh, brought by um, Dominion and some of the other um, companies that provide electronic um, election um, software and hardware. Any time you get sued on the basis that you have defamed someone, you have slandered someone, a person or a business, She has the right to defend herself. She has the right to engage in, um, pretrial discovery, to have, you know, the equipment looked at, to depose people who might have pertinent information, to subpoena documents. So what could not be, um, determined in the 40 days or so between the, um, election and what happened yesterday, um. She would have a more full and fair opportunity to dig down through discovery to see if she can back up the allegations that she has made against Dominion and others regarding the quality and um, whether their whether their software can be manipulated, whether vote totals can be changed, etc. Maybe she can prove it. Maybe she won't. But she will have an opportunity in a much more orderly, slow, precise um, manner to dig in much further. So these lawsuits might be doing her a favor if she really does have the cards to play to show that there was fraud. And if and if she doesn't, then she should get banged, you know, financially or otherwise, if she's been making reckless statements, which she can't back up. It's also Mm -hmm. interesting with um, Sidney Powell. John, that I think it's the city of Detroit um, is making a move to have a federal court judge refer her for disbarment, saying that her conduct was so outrageous that she should be disbarred. I'm not sure that the disbarment standard would be reached. Typically disbarment is for um, stealing money from clients, you know, things of that nature. Um, But if she did make misrepresentations to the court, one option would be for her to be sanctioned and that she would be responsible for paying out whatever the legal fee costs and associated costs were for those who were defending against the allegations she was making in her complaints. And in most States, it's what we call rule 11 sanctions. If you abuse the judicial process, if you file ridiculous lawsuits with no basis, you can be sanctioned under rule 11. Um, Going to the disbarment level is um, a totally separate category and I'm just not sure if her conduct meets that threshold. If she can't back it up, it's certainly very serious for her and she could be looking at a lot of financial jeopardy if not jeopardy to her license. I mean, John, she was way out front at the beginning of this making very affirmative declarations that she had a vast amount of evidence that people would be going to jail, that Joe Biden would never be president, that she was going to be able to prove this. She was releasing the Kraken, I think is what she had called it. That's right. And
0: yes. I said that with Lou Dobbs. She
2: backed up absolutely nothing of what she had asserted she could prove. Similarly, Rudy Giuliani, who I think was the wrong guy to be doing the job, um yeah. made not quite as strident, but similar allegations, especially against Dominion and the people who work at Dominion, he he didn't back any of it up. Now, he might say 40 no. days was not enough time. I did the best I could. Um, and again, if he gets sued, the door is open to really drill down from a discovery standpoint, to look at the technology, to depose people, to get the information. The only trick is we'll the dominion software and other supporting documentation be scrubbed or destroyed without a court order that it's preserved i don't know what the obligation is of dominion to keep this material that sydney powell's been asking for but not yet had access to
0: tim the um the trump legal team in the aftermath of the election i mean now as we look at it they they were not very successful
2: well they were not successful and whether you're a Trump supporter or a Trump hater, when you look around the country at what happened before the election in the various battleground states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, um, I guess you'd call it Democrat forces were out there getting rule changes before the election to allow for these paper Mm -hmm. ballots with no witnesses, with no notarization clauses, they were out there yeah. getting um, legislation passed that we're going to mail out ballots to every voter, whether solicited or not solicited, and they prevailed. Now they outplayed—I guess you'd call it the Democrat. I mean, the, the Republicans, if you will—they played the game better. They, whether you like the notion of unwitnessed, unnotarized ballots, or you don't, whether you like it or not, the Democrats were successful over whatever, whatever objections the Republicans were making to make this the way elections were gonna work at least during this election cycle. So the election was lost when all of these states made these rule changes regarding ballots. If Trump has any quarrel with what happened, uh, those quarrels happened what back in July and August and September before even primary votes were um, conducted in the various states. That's that's when right. he really lost, and that's when yeah. whoever was representing the Republican Party in the various states, if you will, or the administration, um, that's when the horse got out of the barn way back then. Right. After yeah. that, it's all academic. And look at our state. I- Nellie Gorbea yes. got. I, I don't re- really know how she did it. She did a great job. If you, if she did a great job in that she got the result she wanted, whether it's the correct result is a different discussion. But she got it done, mm-hmm. and it. You've talked about it a lot on your show. How you've got. You know, apparently more people voting in this election cycle that seems mathematically possible. Maybe that's true. Maybe yeah. that isn't true. But if something's not done to bring our election processes, at least in this state, back to the way they were before 2020, every election cycle is going to have the same complaints of potential fraud because you can't yeah. keep track of who's voting, Um if it's a good signature or not, uh, if there's just no checks and balances. So the Democrats who, who won this election cycle, if you will, are going to say, hey, this system worked great. There's no problem. And if yeah. you're on the losing side of this election cycle, you're going to say we can't keep this system because it's peppered with potentials for fraud. So. Are we going to get changes made or are we not? I'll bet you in Rhode Island, it's going to be very tough to put that genie back in the bottle.
0: That's right. Tim, finally, um, Merrick Garland is being uh, mentioned now as um, the person that uh, President-elect Biden uh, may select to be Attorney General. And any thoughts on Merrick Garland was best known as that was the person President Obama wanted to add to the Supreme Court and that did not, because they weren't going to be able to get it to the Senate. Well, Merrick
2: Garland um, certainly is a very interesting pick for Joe Biden to make uh, politically. Um, It gets Merrick Garland not some vindication, because I'm sure he'd rather be on the Supreme Court than to be Attorney General, but um, Mm. it is a little bit of payback for those who... um, would not allow even a hearing on his nomination. And if Merrick Garland is confirmed, um, you think he might have a few scores to settle? I mean, uh, who knows? But um, it could be a very interesting um, thing to observe what he chooses to pursue and what he does not choose to pursue. And it's also going to be curious um, what happens when he uh, needs to be confirmed before the Senate, which is now apparently going to be 50-50. And all of those folks who didn't want to have a hearing on his nomination, are they now going to roll over and vote for him? I know, I know when he was um, 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 approved for the federal court, I think he's on the D.C. federal court, even back then, which is about 20 years ago, I think the vote was something like just 73 to... 27 or something, he had some significant pushback even back in the day when typically folks were confirmed almost unanimously. Today, it's much more of a close vote always. But even 20 years ago, he had some some, some substantial opposition to being confirmed as a federal court judge. Um, and now he's got a 20-year track record of decisions which tend to be on the liberal side of things so he might have a pretty contentious confirmation hearing when he gets in front of again 50 republican senators who are going to be presumably ticked off with this whole election cycle and probably not looking to make life particularly easy for joe biden and his new administration so merrick garland could have a fight in terms of getting himself confirmed
0: Folks, he's our uh, legal analyst. Uh, we're lucky to have him, attorney, Tim Dott. Tim, uh, very eventful. Uh, happy New Year. Yes, John. Happy near, New university. Year
2: to you and all your listeners. And um, we'll talk soon. Thank
0: you. All right. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 521 0200. Make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com. Or call them today 401-521-0200 henry oil since 1947 they have a great family history and they are just terrific you can depend on carmine and laurie and the great folks at henry oil call them today 401-521-0200 check them out online at henryoil.com residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts budget plans reliable affordable Fuel Oil Delivery, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil
1: online at henryoil.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega Logistics they're
0: there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. M-E-G-A, MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 401- 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics 401 431 2300. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram